this week in South Baltimore. Merry Christmas, hun. Brought to you by SouthBmore.com. Baltimore, it's the city I adore. Be in Baltimore, rich to be in Baltimore poor. It's the city always searching, never finding a cure. But baby, nothing can replace my Baltimore. It is the last podcast of the year, and I'm glad we could sneak one more in here before uh, before we end and take a break and come back to 2022. And man, this is awesome, dude. We've had a we've had a really good year. We've had some really good guests on this year. And first, just want to start off by saying uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. How you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, maybe you're stuck on you know I-81 traffic right now on the way to Grandma, so you can throw on the This Week in South Baltimore podcast. So we are happy to help you in this holiday journey you're on. That's right. Put us on. Let the kids go to sleep. Listening to our sweet voice and talking about a rundown of uh, what's going on in South Baltimore. <laughs> but I do think we probably have a PG rating. So, you know, get yeah. get those kids uh, some knowledge, some knowledge on Federal Hill and Sobo and Port Covington and uh, all that good stuff. You know it, man. You know it. So, dude, there's, I mean, this year, if we start back to the beginning and think about how, you know, we were trying to, uh, everybody was looking forward to the vaccine and looking forward to, you know, businesses opening up again and, you know, so much innovation with the businesses, right? I mean, so much cool things that they did with the outdoor seating and and uh, businesses were kind of coming back to life in January and February. And then, you know, just so much development going on around here and Port Covington blowing up and just, you know, literally just like, it's just amazing to see what has happened in such a short period of time down there. And, you know, we even have cruises back in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, it's been really fun. Uh, one of my favorite things over this period of time has just been talking to the business owners, just just having a conversation with them. How has this period of time been like? How have you had to pivot? How have things been? And it's just, it's just been so fun to talk to them about the challenges they've been through, but the way they've adjusted. I was talking to the owner of Pickles recently, and he said that uh, the fact that people can't stand around anymore has led to their bartenders becoming servers, and those servers have had them sell more food. So now their kitchen's like busier than ever because they actually have people out kind of selling the food to each table. So it's certainly interesting to see. Obviously, we have the you know, you know, the outdoor dining spaces, drinks to go, just just so many innovative ways, you know, so much more carry out. It's really been interesting. And, and obviously, there's been times where things have felt pretty normal. And it seems like we're certainly backtracking a little bit at the current moment. But yeah, it's just, you know, these these business owners, they, they, they know how to survive. And they, you know, certainly, as we run through all the information, we're going to run through, you can see that amazingly, uh, South Baltimore, Federal Hill, all these areas have We've got more businesses now than we did before the pandemic started. And that's just a, a testament to entrepreneurship and uh, hard work and innovation. Oh, that's awesome. That's so good to hear and good to see. And and it's, it's just fun walking around the neighborhood, especially this time of year. You know, all the lights that are up and there's so many streets that have uh, do uh, neighborhood lights and so forth. And, and that's really cool. And all the decorations and everything. And last night I was doing some caroling around Riverside and that was a whole lot of fun. We had about probably 20, 25 kids out there. You know, just all kinds of fun stuff going on around the neighborhood. And it's just a great time of year. I'm glad to see so many businesses, you know, feeling vibrant, hopefully again. And just we know there's always going to be changes. And like you just said, if one thing's for sure is that, you know, there will always be something that comes behind it. And we've seen a lot of that change this year. For a second there, I thought you were baiting me to sing the most wonderful time of the year again. Oh, no. After that, uh, you know, Grammy award-winning performance, I think. And after I got slapped with a copyright infringement, I think we won't be doing that again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go out on top, right? That's you right. Know, let's do it. <laughs> everyone heard me sing once. It was it was magical. And uh, we can move back on to uh, monotone talk about business. <laughs> let's get back to business. Is that we're going to start? We're going to talk about, like I said, cruises are back in town, which is pretty awesome to see the, the Carnival and now the Royal Caribbean ship in town. And Yeah. You know, that's always a good sign. 
Yeah, that's that's a sight that never gets old. Just seeing those big cruise boats in in South Baltimore, I just find that so cool. And obviously, anybody that has kids know kids' fashion fascination with anything with an engine in it. So, uh, so certainly, it's cool to see the cruises back. But yeah, I think a big theme of 2021 has been back to business. You know, certainly things are not completely normal, but I think for most businesses, you have to find a way to just get back to work and 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 make money and figure out what works in these times and and we've seen a lot of new businesses open we've seen most of our businesses survive and it's been exciting to watch and certainly some of the th- themes i see from last year there's been new life for cross street there's quite a few new bars and restaurants on cross street charles street's really kind of been reinvented where there was a lot of vacant storefronts on charles street and federal hill heading into this pandemic most of those have been now filled and then certainly McHenry row you saw McHenry row got cleared out decently well from the pandemic as far as the retail they have there. But they really, they've made a strong comeback. And uh, I'm being told that McHenry Rowe is back at um, 100% lease, the retail in there. So so yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a year back to business. So, so yeah, let's get into a little bit of the details. As I mentioned, Cross Street, uh, new restaurants you have for Cross Street is NOLA. That's a New Orleans-inspired restaurant. Cross Street Public House. Those have both already opened. There's another... Um, small Greek restaurant called Euros that has opened. And then two other restaurants you have coming to Cross Street is Palm, that stands for Pretty Awesome Live Music, and No Way Rosé, that's a uh, restaurant by Chef Ashish Alfred. So really a kind of a reinvention of Cross Street. There were some spaces, there were you know some places for years that have new ownership, and then there's some vacant spaces that have been filled. So really kind of new life for Cross Street, which is which is cool to see. And then moving on to that Cross Street Market, which is right on that same block. Uh, it's been kind of some ups and downs for Cross Street Market over this period of time. The closures we've seen are Southern Spice, Rice Crook, Royal Farms, Anula's Greek Kitchen, Ono Poke, Fubs, and Rooster and Hen. But we have seen some new businesses. Blowfish Poke and the Fit and the Blowfish Poke and the Chicken Lab have both opened in recent weeks. You had Atlas, which opened their fish market and watershed several months ago, and then Crep Crazy opened earlier in the year. So while Cross Street Market has been hit hard, I think some of the spots that have been hit the hardest by the pandemic have been these indoor gathering spots. You know, your your food courts, your malls, your your markets, your casino, uh, your casino restaurants, things like that have been hard because those places depend so much on not only getting your own customers, but kind of getting customers just from that traffic flow that's using in those places. So that's certainly been cut off in many ways. But certainly Cross Street Market has, you know, stayed afloat and got some new businesses. And I know they're confident they're going to get that place filled. And, you know, really, that was a place that had a ton of momentum before this pandemic hit. That was really becoming the place to be. And, uh, you know, they're they're trying to navigate these waters. And hopefully, once again, Cross Street Market will just be booming. I know if you walk in there, all the, the vendors will tell you how exciting the uh, pre and post Ravens games are. And hopefully we can get a uh, that place buzzing like it was before well yeah let's hope let's hope the ravens make the playoffs and we'll see get some more business in there yeah certainly uh something we don't have time to get into is how crazy the nfl season has been this year but uh it does look like the ravens could be anything anywhere from missing the playoffs to uh hosting a couple home games so uh so i guess we'll see where that happens but obviously uh ravens home games are always good for business then you look at that mchenry row shopping center um New businesses that have opened there, Studio 921, they relocated from the Foundry on Ford Avenue. Mr. Lee's Dry Cleaning opened, Yes Chef Marketplace, 
European Wax Center, Novacare, and Tribe Cycle have all opened in the past year. But the closures we saw prior to that were Hair Cuttery, Fresh Cleaners, Charm City Run, The Urban Oyster, Massage Envy, Rev Cycle Studio, and World of Beer. Uh, some of the outstanding vacant spaces there are the former Charm City Run and the former World of Beer. But uh, the management team there of 28 Walker tell me they kind of have some some deals in place to get that filled. So we'll uh, we'll look forward to see what opens there. And certainly it'll be interesting to see what takes over that world of beer space. Yeah, very, very curious about that. Then uh, moving on to the rest of Sobo, uh, new businesses we've seen open in the last 12 months have been Compass. That's that's coming soon. That's a real estate office, Fulton Bank. Main Street Jeweler, that just opened in this week. Copper Shark will be coming soon. That's a restaurant at Foundry at Ford Avenue, Locust Point. Trial Bob. Trial by Fire Candle Company, Mind Grub Cafe, Sharif's Pizza and Pasta, Poppy Cuisine, Sugar Boat Goods, Oso oh Sweet, Smoking Joe's, Buckwild Dog Training, Cloudy Donuts, 1909 Whiskey Bar, Hardwater Bar and Grill, Roses Bar and Grill, Be More Thai, Morning Mugs Coffee, and Soba Strength and Conditioning. Those are all the new businesses that came to the peninsula in the past year, so pretty impressive. Moving on to Pigtown, uh, Zeke's Coffee will be coming soon. Miss Maryland Crab will be coming soon. Uh, Wicko Street Beer Co., that'll be a new brewery at the 1100 Wicomico building. That's coming soon. Groundwork Kitchen has opened in recent months. Culinary Architecture expanded. Hammerjacks opened its uh, first phase, a outdoor venue. That is open. And then Myorga Organics, that'll be a big warehouse coming to Carol Camden slash Pigtown. And uh, that, uh, that, that'll that probably be opening in the next, who knows, year to year and a half. But that, that's a, a big lease there for Pigtown. And then just the uh, the adjacent neighborhood has added um, Pita Moore. That is a, uh, you know, Israeli style pita and uh, falafel type place. Delicious. And then uh, Pickles. Pickles is kind of adding to what they're doing there. They added a donut shop, breakfast shop, ice cream shop called Sugar Moore. So I know the kids will love that. And then uh, over to Holland's Market, new businesses over there include Juice Lab. That's a juice shop. There's a new co-op style bakery that's coming soon right next to Holland's Market. We'll have uh, more information on that in the future. Mulberries, that's a, a bar and market that opened in the Holland's Market. Neapol Savory Smoky, they've kind of had their production house for the uh, different farmers markets and food stalls they have, but they now have a deli at their facility there in Holland's Market that's open currently on Wednesdays. Market Fresh Gourmet, that is a grocery store that's coming to the Poppleton redevelopment. So yeah, so Holland's Market getting in on the mix as well. So yeah, that's that's our rundown of all the new businesses that opened in South Baltimore in the last 12 months. It's uh, certainly quite a few and it's it's exciting to see. You know, when you hear that rundown of all the new businesses opening up, it, it just goes to show that you could literally try a new place every day and it would take you weeks and weeks to get through all the new restaurants just in South Baltimore alone. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, we used to do the um, South Baltimore restaurant census and I've kind of Put it on pause a little bit just to there's just so many moving parts now. But yeah, last time we did, there was over 180 places to eat just on the South Bonner Peninsula. And, uh, you know, who knew, you know, I guess if you did the math and you ate at three different places each day, it would take you two months just to just to hit each place once. But yeah, it's, it's so exciting to, to live in an area with so many food options. And uh, it's always that dilemma between do I try something new or go back to the old favorites? And it's a, it's a great problem yes. to have. <laughs> a very great problem to have. Yep. Yep. I know you've always had your, your ear to the ground on what's going on in Port Covington. So curious, what you, what you got going on there? What, what's, what are some updates in Port Covington now? Yeah, so Port Covington's not only been a huge story in 2021, it was a big story in years prior. 
And it's going to be a big story probably for at least another decade or two. But really, I think, you know, poor Kevin does really, really actually happen this year as you you can drive by poor Kevin now and see substantial development growing out of the ground. It's that chapter 1B phase, which has full-blown construction going on right now. There's five buildings under construction. This development phase will have 440,000 square feet of office space, 586,000 square feet of residential from 537 housing units. This breaks down as 367 market rate residential units, 89 affordable units, and 81 extended stay units. There's going to be 116,000 square feet of retail, more than 1,000 parking spaces, and 10 acres of parks and public spaces. So really just a, just a huge phase of development. And as we're about to run down, that's just one part of what's going on at uh, Port Covington. It's really kind of coming at all angles right now to see Port Covington kind of become, in some ways, almost like a new town, you know, absolutely a new neighborhood. So really a lot going on in Port Covington. And an interesting thing that, that could dictate what the next phase of development is for Port Covington is there's a huge building in the middle of this Port Covington development. That's that's Sun Park. That's where most of that building is the Baltimore Sun printing plant. And it, as we reported last week, it appears that plant is likely closing. That is a 256,033 square foot building on 18.9 acres. There is a uh, a smaller part of that building is the office for its, you know, its editorial team. So it appears that building is closing. So uh, we don't have any comment yet on the Port Covington development team. But if you look at the master plan, you know, there's a, a big urban park plan for where that building currently is. There's there's a plan for buildings surrounding that park. So it will be interesting to see, uh, you know, looks like that plant will likely close. If that happens, do they look to demolish it pretty quickly? And uh, you know, kind of move on with uh, more phases of that master plan. That'll certainly be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, you know, it's not only the sun that gets printed there. They have their other papers, the, the Carroll County Times and the Indianapolis Capitol. And, the, you know, with any printing plan, it's typically, you know, you might see the New York papers and the Washington papers printed locally somewhere, too, to get it to those markets. So, yeah, that's that's likely moving to Delaware and uh, should be an interesting to see how that's replaced. Uh, another huge news we had in the past month was 28 Walker, which is Mark Saperstein's development company. You know, they're responsible for doing much of the development at Locust Point. When you look at McHenry Row, you look at Silo Point, you look at the, their uh, Banner Row townhomes they're doing right now. They have huge developments in Canton, which they're doing called Canton Crossing with shops and offices and all kinds of things there. So they purchased a 25 acre parcel where they have it under contract currently. The former Lockheed Insulators property, that was a, a former industrial property. So they've purchased that and they're looking to do a mostly residential development there. So that could certainly kind of complement what's going on where you see a, the Chapter 1B development, which is very focused on office space and retail and kind of multi-family development as far as the housing. You know, maybe, maybe this development in the Lockheed Insulators property, maybe you'll see a lot more townhomes and kind of some lower scale. Uh, you know, lower density housing there. So that would be very interesting to see, uh, you know, a, a big time developer added to the mix of Port Covington. Then you move over to City Garage, which is really kind of the, the first building that kind of reinvented Port Covington, that, that large office building. That has new ownership. They're focusing on lab space. You're hearing a lot about lab space and medical innovation in Baltimore these days. So that'll, that'll be a lot of, you know, so essentially the big 
plan there is Under Armour's moving from their space within City Garage over to Building 37. They're they're moving their, their they call it their lighthouse building from from City Garage over to that Building 37 in Port Covington. So they're going to focus on turning that into into lab space. So it'll be interesting to follow that, and then kind of segueing there into Under Armour. In the past year, Under Armour announced plans that they've been talking about moving to Port Covington for several years. But really, they kind of came up with a new concrete plan where they plan on building a new 284,000 square foot office building. Uh, they're going to unveil more detailed plans for that probably early next year. They hope to open that building in 2024. They hope to fully leave their Locust Point campus at Tide Point by 2025. And you add that to the 170,000 square foot building 37, which is already there. That was the former Sam's Club. That'll give them 454,000 square feet of office space in Port Covington in the next few years. So certainly that'll be uh, that'll be interesting to follow as you really get th these different things going on in Port Covington, New Life for City Garage, Under Armour making more concrete plans to move there, 28 Walker getting involved, and then just five new buildings going up by the Port Covington development team. So, so much going on. And another great opportunity here for the city is, you know, Under Armour moves all its operations to Port Covington, and they have their awesome corporate headquarters right now in Locust Point. And it kind of makes you wonder what's going to come in there, right? I, I would think that'd be very attractive for another business to come in, another maybe large corporation, uh, you know, large employer to come into the neighborhood. Yeah, absolutely. I know we touched on that when we had our podcast with uh, Jim Chivers and Mike Gioso, two commercial real estate agents in Baltimore. But yeah, what a what a prime property. You know, I was down there for the uh, the lighted boat parade. You know, you got that boardwalk down there. I think I saw your kids running around at that. And, uh, you know, what what a cool piece of property that is, you know, just a, a boardwalk in, in Locust Point. The views are spectacular. Those are cool buildings. So, yeah, that'll absolutely be very interesting to see what goes there. Um, does it stay office? Is there any residential or educational component that'll that'll take over that space but you're absolutely right i think uh two three years ago that'll be one of the big stories we're following absolutely we got more fun stuff coming up here uh you just turn the corner anywhere and you see development yeah lots of development going on and certainly you know the construction industry was one of the industries that that never stopped during all these months of, of the pandemic they've really kept moving forward and now we're starting to see some of the fruits of that labor but uh yeah starting with that that casino area um, so, so Horseshoe Casino definitely hit hit kind of hard by the pandemic. Certainly, you see kind of their the amount of money they were bringing in was certainly brought down while while casinos were closed at one point. And certainly, that's one of those indoor gathering areas. But they're working on uh, making their comeback. But one thing that'll help that is a sports book is now open. Sports books are now legal in Maryland, and uh, you know the team at Caesars has opened their sports book at Horseshoe Casino Baltimore. That's currently open, but what what'll open in the next few weeks is Brew Brothers. That's a uh, a brew pub with with tons of TVs, which will be right next to the sports book. So you can go into the casino, you can place your sports bets, and uh, you can you know you can look at one wall and watch you know probably ten different sporting events at once. So hopefully that'll be a nice attraction. I think that will definitely bring a a new dynamic to to the casino. But yeah, if if you go in there now, you know certainly they lost GDL, which was Giada De Laurentiis's restaurant in there. Uh, Guy Fieri, you know, closed down his restaurant in there, although that's where the uh, where Brew Brothers is taking over. Currently, there's only two businesses left in the food court in there. Um, so really, uh, really a lot of uh, hopefully that sports book will kind of reinvent the area and hopefully they'll be able to get some new restaurant businesses in there. But which will help out the area a development, which is by the the casino ownership team, which is Seaback. Uh, Top Golf is under construction and that's really coming along quick. 
I would expect that to open probably around the springtime. If just just guessing here, but it looks like you know the building is is the structure is there. You know, they obviously need to, to build the the driving range, but that's coming along pretty quickly. And uh, you know, I've never been to a Top Golf, but everybody that talks to me about it is is absolutely in love with it, and seems like it's quite the attraction. And the you know the next closest one is until you know, right by the National Harbor Casino, which is, you know, over an hour drive from Baltimore. So hopefully that's a big attraction. And then you got, you know, the Paramount, that'll be the music venue, which they're adding down there. And I'm being told that'll construct start construction early next year. So, uh, you know, that that casino area is looking to uh, continue its redevelopment, kind of reinvent itself a little bit. And we'll be exciting to see what that looks like. I always kind of base the measures on that by new Raven season. So I think by next Raven season, you'll probably see Top Golf completed, and you'll likely see the Paramount under construction. So, you know, if every Raven season is a way to look at a new chapter for that casino area, next year will definitely be a new chapter for sure. You know, you talked a little bit about Stadium Square and you know the the casino area, but um, you know we definitely got a lot going on with the Westport area. You know, all the other development around Fed Hill. Yeah, for sure. So, moving really just a block east of that casino area, you have the Stadium Square development, which is. You know, been going on for a handful of years, but they are ready for another major phase of construction. So uh, Lennar has taken over one of the big parcels for a big new apartment building. If you drive by that site right now, you can see they're prepping that for construction. And I'm told that'll be full-blown construction in the next few weeks. So that'll be another really big construction site in South Baltimore, continuing that stadium square development. Another really big development that'll happen is that one Westport development that's on the 43-acre waterfront parcel there in Westport. That's going to be a $500 million development with apartment housing, affordable housing, townhomes, some commercial spaces. So that is moving forward and uh, they expect to have some construction going on there next year. So that, that'll certainly kind of reinvent that middle branch as you have Port Covington on the one side, Westport on another. You have the casino development on the top side of the middle branch there at Ridgely's Cove. So a lot of waterfront development going on. Then we move over to Ridgely's Delight. Zalco has two apartment buildings under construction on Pratt Street. One is nearing completion, one just started. So there's some nice activity there. Really interesting news here as the Oakview Group has a, uh, a deal in place to do a $150 million renovation of the Royal Farms Arena downtown. They are doing that with their own capital. This is not a publicly funded project. So they, uh, Oakview Group, I mean, they are involved in so many big you know, arena and uh, entertainment projects around the country, around the world. I was just reading about this 23,000 person arena they're building in Manchester in England right now. So certainly a, a big time company. And they're, they're going to take on a, a renovation of that severely aging arena we have. And uh, hopefully it's hopefully it's a successful project that'll, uh, you know, bring all those 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 big acts Nate's, Nate wants to see to Baltimore and, uh, and maybe some cool sports, too. So we will uh, we will be following that. But that, that's going to start construction really in the next uh, couple of months. So that, that'll be a, a big, big construction site downtown. Uh, moving on to that Well Street corridor where you're seeing a lot of uh, development over the years. But two buildings are about to open as Alta Federal Hill will open uh, very soon here with 275 apartments and 1,000 square feet of retail, which is still for lease. And then Extra Space has opened is uh, opening a big new storage facility there right on Well Street. That'll have 820 units. Moving on to Logos Point, there's the Banner Row townhome development. That'll be 108 townhomes. That is selling very well, according to Ryan Holmes and 28 Walker, who are behind that project. So the first 
four homes have been built, and now they're going to work on getting those initial 108 townhomes built as they sell. Then certainly moving on to the inner harbor, certainly be interesting to uh, follow as you know we're being told that Harbor Place, which uh, has been kind of declining in recent years as it's been in receivership and there's been a lot of closures, new ownership uh, could be close there, which would could give that a, a nice boost. The Gallery Mall, that will be closing. Uh, that, that was there for many years. It has shops like uh, Forever 21. So that is closing. We'll be interested in to see if any of those any of those vendors kind of filter out throughout the rest of downtown. And then Rashfield, obviously a big story. We had Lori Schwartz on our podcast last time. That is open. That's a big new public space for the Inner Harbor. So uh, lots of changes going on in the Inner Harbor and hopefully many more in 2022. That's amazing. And one thing that... Um... We also have to talk about here, I think, is, you know, we, we've done a lot of rundown of, of construction, of buildings, of businesses, things like that. But, you know, we really got to send a big thank you out there to not only our listeners here, but of course, the residents of South Baltimore, the residents of Baltimore as a whole, you know, for supporting the businesses down here. Thank you to all the, the fantastic bartenders, servers, business owners who, again, are being innovative, being creative and doing things and helping each other. You know, I've done some events this year where you hear from a lot of these business owners who just, it's a community. And I love that. I love the fact that we are a true community here. Uh, neighbors, you know, help out neighbors and business owners help out business owners. And, you know, they all support each other. So I just think that's really cool. And that's kind of my year-end message, if you will. Yeah, I love that. That's so well said. I mean, obviously, what, what makes Sobo great, it's really the sum of the parts. And there's, like you said, there's just there's so many great residents. There's so many great businesses. There's so many great investors. There's so many great organizations that come together where we can be dealt bad news and pandemics and, and all kinds of things thrown our way. But it's really the sum of the parts that comes together to make sure that Sobo is, is strong and Sobo is a great area. And obviously, with everything that's happened in the past year and a half, two years, to see this area still strong, still vibrant, still being invested in, still great businesses. Amazing to see. We'll probably get a new neighborhood next year in Port Covington. So really we head into 2022 on good footing and uh, we'll see what 2022 brings our way. I'm sure it'll be more of everything. Absolutely. Well, thank you all for listening. And again, share this with your friends, your neighbors. You know, we want to get more subscribers to This Week in South Baltimore and uh, SouthBmore.com. Kevin, thank you. Take care. Happy holidays. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. Awesome. We'll talk to you real soon. See you in 2022. This Week in South Baltimore. Sobo, hon. Brought to you by SouthBmore.com. Merry Christmas, hon. Mansions at the pole house at Central Book and that bad house trying to make it down to the courthouse. Blue crabs and old bay, chicken box and leg trout. I see you over that finger licking, be a deep in or carry out. Crazy hot and humid, oh, will we ever get through it? Gotta get me a snowball, hoping cools down my.